Good morning. This is Minnesota River Valley Master Gardener, and with me this morning, my fellow Master Gardener, Karen Wright, and Harvey Hess. Hey, we're talking about pollinators. Boy, pollinators, it seems like you can hardly pick up a, a paper or listen to the news and, you, and you're hearing about pollinators, how important they are, and they are in crisis. So, Karen, what can we do to help pollinators come to our yard? Well, basically, if we don't have any more pollinators, we're not going to have any more food because they are the ones that pollinate 90% of our food that we eat. And we're losing a lot of them because of spraying, people using chemicals and things like that. So the basic idea to bring them back is to watch what we're using in terms of sprays, but also plant pollinator gardens. You can turn your yard or parts of your yard into a pollinator garden. And, you know, this is uh, one thing I would like to tell people is you don't have to have a big space. No. You know, in my backyard, we took down an apple tree and I thought, I'm not going to put that into grass. I want to start a little garden here. Maybe I can do something for the pollinators. And that's how I started with my pollinator garden. So it wasn't a big space. Things went well. I added a little bit. I'm gradually taking out more lawn, making it a little bit bigger. But you can start out small like that and see how you like it. The thing I like about these pollinator plants is they take less fertilizer, they take less water. Many of them have deep roots that go down really deep and they hold the soil in place. They're just a win-win situation. Harvey, have you had a, a lot of pollinators on the out on the farm there? You have so much land there. Are you seeing more of them, less of them? Uh, this, this past year, down in my park where I have some uh, native grasses and that, I've never seen so many milkweeds and monarchs. They were they were down there thick this year, and and so I uh, you know after I put that in, I got thinking about it. Why not leave a milkweed or two up in your garden? Mm-hmm. I do. So so we do we have done that. Just leave one or two, three or four. Leave them up there and let them grow. You know another thing that's important about having plants for our pollinators is that we have something that's really early. And one of the earliest things are the dandelions. You'll find bees coming to the dandelions in your yard. So you can leave them, and then before they go to seed, you can cut them, take them out. I think that's the key, Barb, before they go to seed, because then you're getting too many and the neighbors get mad. But but otherwise, leave them out there for the, the bees, the pollinators, because they are such a great source to, for them to pollinate and, and make exactly. more. White, white clover and grass is another yes. one. Yes, exactly. Well, there's just so many things that are really beautiful for all the seasons. So we have spring, and then we have midsummer, and then we have it again in the fall. So, you know, you think of early on columbine. I bet you, Harvey, that you see the columbine in your woods. Oh, yeah. And they're early, right? They're early. Yeah, a beautiful plant. So these native wildflowers that we have are really good to get into your border because they are, uh, they're hardy, they're adapted to our area. They're just really, really wonderful. And then, too, we can have things that are really tall. I was going to say, there's some really great trees and shrubs that are great pollinators, things like the chokecherry, the dogwood, the ninebark, the hawthorn, cherry, plum, apple, maple, and basswood are all excellent pollinator trees, and those just make them a part of your landscape. 
They sure are. And if you don't have room for a tree, look for some of those taller plants like Russian sage. That's a that's a great pollinating plant. Love the smell of that. I, I do too, Harvey. So you got two things going there. Yeah, the smell and the pollinators. Another thing that I do is I when I raise herbs, I put them in pots, and then I put those pots out there during, during the summer. And there's a lot of good things in, in there that uh, pollinators like too. Our 4-H did a project like that where we did pollinator pails, basically, and planted them with a bunch of flowers, and they're big five-gallon pails, kept them watered, and just put them out in the yard in the sun, and... They were just a great project for the kids and learning about pollinators. You know, Karen, I think that that's one of the best ideas I've heard for kids to give them something, whether it's a it's a bucket type thing or it's just a, a big pot or a little bit of a raised bed. And if you don't have a whole garden, you can at least do this for the pollinators. Well, if you'd like more information about pollinator gardens, why not contact your extension service? This is Barb Lamson along with Karen Wright and... Harvey Hess. Wishing you happy gardening.